Hey, and welcome to You Don't Care About This Band. I'm Joe. And I'm Stephanie. We're a band called Separator, and this is our podcast. Yeah, first of the year, and since we've been only doing this for a few months, um, this will be our first like full year of podcasting. Hopefully, unless we get sick of it, shut it down, burn it all down. Yeah, or we just you know quit music forever and decide to go work office jobs. I don't know. I can't make I'm, jewelry. I can't imagine the what would cause us to quit. But you know, so most likely this will be this will be a, a our fo- first full year of podcasting. I think we're starting to get a hang of it, the hang of it as much as as much as we could in like fifteen episodes. Mm-hmm. But I, I I'm enjoying it. I I uh, am excited for a, a full year of it. And um, I hope that we can come up with enough topics. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. Um, and we keep improving. So if you're watching on YouTube, you, you'll notice a different angle. We do that every couple episodes, it seems like. But hopefully this will stick. Yeah, we're trying this out. I got a, a new streaming webcam for Christmas. Um, pretty good quality. I think it's a 1080p camera. It has a ring light uh, like on it and adjustable focus and stuff. And... The reason we wanted to try switching to this is in the future, if we're doing the podcast live or um, any other sorts of live streaming, um, as well as like being able to pull stuff up on screen or play little things from the computer, pull up songs to show you anything we want to do on the podcast, this will be a better setup for that instead of mm-hmm. filming on my phone. Plus, we can never get it quite level when you're using your phone. Oh, you're not talking into the front of your microphone, by the way. Okay, now I am. Uh, kinda. Wait. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're still learning stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as some of those pictures you see sometimes where people are using it like they're like singing into like the top of the microphone yeah. or something. Or like when people use, they get that like old, it's like a new microphone, but it's in the style of like the old radio microphones mm. and they're they're using it for like things that they aren't because they think it looks cool. They just like use it for whatever. Like that's not, uh, yeah, we knew a band once where like the singer would bring one of those to the gig and be like, I want to sing into this, even though it was like, it was not a live microphone at all. And the, the sound guy was always annoyed. <laughs> she just liked the way it looked. Yeah. She just liked, I mean, it's sure. We all are learning always. She was new to <laughs> being in a band. It was yeah. Just, you know, we've all seen those, the cherry pop and daddy's video where oh, he's singing yeah. into that microphone and you just want to be that cool. Just got to be as cool as them. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, today we were going to talk about artwork. Actually. Um, we just had a song come out called appetite. And if you've, ever gone to like our Spotify page or our Bandcamp or any of those types of things, you'd notice that our artwork is um, all sort of matches together. And this is actually maybe our coolest artworks so far. Um, It's my favorite. Yeah. And uh, we have an art director, our friend Elliot Glasser does all our artwork for us. And so it's really important to us to have this sort of aesthetic and everything matches and and it enhances your experience of us as a band so we wanted to kind of talk about how that works for us and also um where we see that like succeeding and failing in other bands i'm messaging elliot right now and i'm gonna tell him that we're talking about artwork on the podcast and if he has anything he wants to uh to pitch (laughs) in we actually have a video with him on our youtube channel as well talking about this an older one it's a very early on video so not very pro looking oh yeah yeah that's right that is an early video yeah those early videos they uh they weren't great but you got to start somewhere it's just like this podcast i was watching old episodes earlier it was like that was only a couple months ago but it you know it looked really bad and we didn't know what we're doing but you just start and that's how you get better at it Mm -hmm. and uh and i think the same goes for figuring out like what you want artwork to be mm-hmm. and look like and kind of planning it out ahead of time if you want it to be consistent like we do and all that stuff. And yeah, I think the the artwork and our working relationship with Elliot has, has only gotten better with each release. Yeah. And not every band prioritizes it as much as we do. And it's not always a bad thing if 
you just kind of do what you want with each album. But since we're, I don't know, I think it, it, our artwork is sort of telling the story of us and um, where we're going as well. So it's, it's kind of cool to use that. I don't know if we'll do it forever. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, the big question coming up is, you know, these next couple of singles will have the same style of artwork. The big question that we'll we'll have to talk to Elliot about soon and sort of brainstorm is when all these songs are collected into volume one or whatever we're going to call it and kind of present it as kind of an album, but more in my mind, more just like a collection. Mm-hmm. Um you know that'll kind of be the okay so that's the definitive release of these songs all together does the album art change in style or do you like wrap it up with one more Mm -hmm. in that style and then go in a completely new direction it's it's an interesting question for us specifically especially because we originally were a different sounding band we've talked about this a lot but we sounded different when we started as separator and and so our our artwork played off this sort of rock traditional rock imagery and we've maintained that but our sound has changed a lot so it would really give us a chance to sort of branch off into a kind of artwork that wasn't so so intrinsically tied with rock music yeah there's a lot of uh leather and bone kind of imagery in the in the artwork um especially early on but but still and yeah that had a lot to do with us wanting to we didn't want the project to be a rejection of rock which is where so many of these like um electronic influence acts go and and you know not having any of that sort of classic rock iconography and we wanted to sort of just accept that back in a bit Mm mm-hmm but now, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to talk about it because I've been really going back and forth. Like, what? yeah, what does the album look like? What does it feel like? When all these songs are together and you listen to it straight through, mm-hmm. what does it feel like and does it warrant kind of uh, some change in imagery? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting just because there's there's an expectation of how something's going to sound when you see like a skeleton like a skull or a skeleton hand or something and that's really not what our music is now um but that's kind of a fun dichotomy to have also because these songs are very much born out of those rock influences yeah i like having it in there still i i doubt we'll use it on the uh on the volume one cover we also man uh, this is a little little, you know vaguely related but what's also daunting to think about is coming up we're gonna have to like name that Mm -hmm. and that's really difficult to wrap my head around because like you know again it's not really an album it's just a collection of all these singles sort of Mm -hmm. put together and so like is it called like volume one colon something yeah yeah, and it's not like we're this known band where you put out a singles album and you can just like call it the singles. Maybe we'll just call or, it a Greatest Hits Volume 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's This is just, it. all it is is just the songs we've put out. And not putting out an album or an EP or a collection or whatever isn't as necessary as it has been in the past, but there still is a lot of advantages to having an quote-unquote album Um, And there's people, you know, when you're doing promo and stuff, there are people who are like, oh, get back to me when you have an album. Like they just, they just won't review it or, or like look at it unless you have things put together where they can listen to like multiple things and, and for it to have some sort of cohesion. It's surprising. I was surprised by that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I did see, we've seen plenty of emails, uh, you know, people responding and saying, yeah, get back to us when you have a record. And I guess I kind of get it. I think, you know, if I'm thinking about it as a listener, um, it does make sense. I'm probably more likely to dive in and check out a new band if there's uh, a record I can dive into rather than um, skimming across all these singles. And Yeah, it's more work because on pretty much any streaming platform or way you're listening to it, you're going to have to be clicking on each song individually that way. 
instead of just like, oh, I'll hit this and let it go. Yeah. And and that's perfect way to get back to artwork is so far I'm loving on the Spotify page when you hit, you know, see all releases or see discography, whatever that button is, seeing all the artwork together so far. So, so far it's four, but man, they look really cool together. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. It, and it's really paying off that we like had these meetings with Elliot ahead of time and, uh, and mapped it out kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, a lot of the artwork was decided per song, but, um, we've repurposed things or taken ideas we had for something else and, and realized it worked for, you know, the artwork for Appetite was originally for going to be for the album, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, this, the, mythical scrapped record that mm-hmm. we mentioned sometimes was going to be called appetite and the artwork you see for our new single called appetite is that artwork a mm-hmm. little confusing but um but that's some some interesting behind the scenes there because we didn't have a name for that song and since mm-hmm. the record was scrapped but we had the artwork we thought the name fit with the song yeah and it's uh so if you've seen it or if you haven't seen it it's a hand reaching out to a microphone and the ar- on the arm is a jacket. It's a leopard print, like fuzzy, uh, faux fur jacket. And it ended up sort of having, be- being this recurring theme because this is a jacket that I wore for our 101, 101 video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have worn it for a couple shows before we had to stop playing shows. And so it's, it's a jacket that sort of played prominently in our early era before we changed our style. Um, and then it pops back up in this album art and also the video you made for appetite using the footage we found on pexels. Is that what it's called? Pexels. Yeah. Pexels. Um, yeah, this, the models wearing like the same exact <laughs> jacket almost. And so it, it just felt like, meant to be a bit that was awesome yeah i was so happy that the model in the footage was wearing that coat yeah it and it's so perfect it like starts out with a rippling with yeah. the rippling jacket yeah you can't really tell what it is yeah it's a weird ripple i love it i, I was so happy that that those little connections that i found when i made that video this it all came together in a night like we talked about mm-hmm. and and i was so relieved and i was ended up being so cool um, it, it, it's always, I, I kind of want to get into my, our thoughts in general on artwork and music because it's so important. And I think that something people don't think about enough, whether it be the artist or, or the consumer or the listener is, um, is, is the, the first thing. It's the first thing you see mm-hmm. and therefore it's informing your opinion of the thing before you even hear it. So you could work so hard on this music mm-hmm. and make it like, you know, the person that's about to listen could be your ideal fan. And if they, if they just hear the song, they're going to be like your favorite band, but their favorite band. The, yes. Got <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and it, sometimes freaks me out to think that like oh man but like they have to like the artwork first mm-hmm. they have to you know if you're talking a couple years back or 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 still in some record stores it's like you know what makes you pick the thing up unless you're hearing it on a radio i guess mm-hmm. but yeah and that i guess still does happen sometimes or a playlist maybe you listen maybe there's like a blog or whatever you follow and you listen to their new music playlist or a band happens to get on discover weekly or something um but even like i look at a lot of music blogs as i'm doing promo and i very rarely um like deep dive too much into what they're writing about just because if i did that it would be like a full-time job like all i would be doing would be listening to songs off Mm -hmm. blogs um but sometimes i do and even then it's very it's very much like I'm not really seeing what they're writing yet. There might be a little blurb from the article, but you're seeing an image, usually a photograph of the band. It's so rare. Um, and I, maybe it's intentional that they want the people 
on those pictures, but you don't really see the album artwork as much as you see like a, just a promo photo of the band themselves. And yet we do really like using this artwork that doesn't have us in it as a representation of who we are. And I think people can connect to it in a different way than they can of just like our promo photo, which is like us just standing next to each other, you know, it's not very creative. It's a good picture, but it looks like a million other pictures. Yeah. It's, it's two people, two people standing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's, uh, you know, what I thought of when you were saying that is band camp. Bandcamp is, I'd, I'd call Bandcamp a community, even though it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a streaming service. But I think that the Bandcamp community, its artwork is incredibly important on there. Mm-hmm. It's sort of part of it. It's the way that you browse. and um, You can and customize a little more on yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah, you can make your your page look, you know, on, on Spotify, it's always going to be like black and green with your releases or whatever. Bandcamp, it's more like MySpace was where it's a little more customizable. But even just scrolling through, at least for me, that's how I scroll. It's sort of like being at the CD store as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I'm scrolling through looking at artwork and if something's striking or, you know, makes some connection into my in my brain of like, oh, it looks kind of like this, which I like, Mm -hmm. you know, then I'm going to open it and check it out. Yeah. And that's a really important thing um, is, and this is big in the, I worked at, I've worked in the book business a little bit, worked at a bookstore and, and um, do a little bit of book buying still in my current job. And it's the same thing with books is like in a lot of times intentionally you would make your cover or your album art sort of reference something else, which we very much do, like we were saying, um, so that someone can know, like, even if they don't buy it, they might go, oh, this, you know, this is cool. Or even if it's subconscious, they see it and it appeals to them for reasons they can't really articulate. And it might be that they're making a connection they don't even remember mm. at the front of their mind. Yeah. My my goal with, with ours is to, you know, I... Whether whether or not it's connecting to rock or not, and and the music, uh, it's more of the attitude, mm-hmm. and the fact that I think that our artwork gives off like it has some sort of hard edge to it, and some sort of attitude to it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's me just projecting on because it's so associated, but but if I really try to look at it um, objectively, I think that that that's the success in the artwork besides just looking generally cool looking. I think mm-hmm. uh, um, I think it, it projects the attitude that we give across on our music. You know, the artwork's not silly, just like the music isn't silly. It's all taken very seriously with, within its world. Yeah. And there's an element too of, of collaboration with Elliot um, also because we it's it's really difficult to to land upon artwork that is different and unique and I think that's why a lot of albums especially like indie bands and stuff they just kind of put a photograph on the cover and I'm not even talking about I know what photograph type you're thinking of and we can talk about that but I'm not even just talking about that I'm talking it could be a landscape it could be any I mean Taylor Swift did it and I'm not knocking it like it works really well for forevermore and folklore but like putting just a photograph on or if you're a well-known pop artist like Taylor Swift or you know others in that genre um, just a cool picture of you can be really effective but for us there's like that extra element of like we we made an image that's not just here's a picture in the woods or here's a picture in a parking garage or you know and we like did some color grading or whatever like it it shows I think that we are more the way that we want this band to be more than just you know what I'm saying yeah yeah, it's accomplished with some of the, you know, like the appetite videos, the perfect example. Yeah, the the iconography of the video or the iconography of the band is more than just seeing us. It's trying to give you like it's like fully oh, immersive. Yeah. 
exactly the the world building mm-hmm. the the whole you know it's all it's all presented as a whole mm-hmm. a whole vision um yeah that's uh that's what we think about our artwork but <laughs> en- enough about us we should get into some some fun discussion on some of our favorite art some art that we fucking hate yeah do you want to like maybe we shouldn't start with stuff we don't like i was gonna i was gonna mention the the like typical indie photo of yourself as a kid right trope which is just like probably my least favorite Uh, would you say it's your least favorite too it probably just because of how overdone it is like there's plenty of bad artwork out there and um and i'm sure there's many examples but it's just like if it's been going on for so many years at this point that I'm like, if I see someone putting a picture of themselves as a kid on an album, just like it's just a picture. There's like nothing even done to it. Like, did you, how long did you spend to us? It matters so much that how we're presenting the experience to people and to think that you would literally send like one second being like, we'll just put this picture on it. You know? Yeah. It, it, my time at the record store, I saw so much of that and it was going on before that too. But Mm -hmm. when I worked at the record store is when acts like big thief and stuff were like really getting popular and you could always go back to like, also like, um, Sufjan Stevens with his record. Uh, that's like, I forget the name of it, but it's like his parents name. Mm -hmm. So then like the, the picture is just like a washed out picture of his, old polaroid of his parents or whatever Mm -hmm. and i i get i understand that it means a lot to them Mm -hmm. and it in that way can encompass the whole record if this is you know i guess the record's about your life so here's a picture of you as a kid or the record's like about your parents so here's a picture of your parents but like why not maybe take the route be a little more different and creative and try to like instill that that mm-hmm. feeling onto the listener with some sort of different type of imagery. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point is is to you there's a connotation to that photo that there isn't to other people and maybe they may get a connotation themselves from their own childhood or upbringing, but it's going to be different than what you intend. And not that everything has to come off the way that you intend. Everyone's going to interpret art and music the way that um is personal in a way that's personal to them but yeah to bring an interpretation to maybe do an artistic rendering or like a recreation of it or yeah i don't know it it's just it feels lazy i think in when it first happened there was definitely of course everything has a beginning and it can be cool (laughs) and maybe just some of the early ones were so cool that everyone just sort of kept doing that and and are like referencing those things those albums maybe in their own way but i wonder how far it goes back yeah you just have to you just i feel like you need to move on at some point and give it a rest and then you know 10 or 20 years go by then it's cool again i i'm thinking of like the oldest one i can think of um and the oldest one I can think of is probably Elliot Smith's first record, Roman Candle. It's mm-hmm. just like some Polaroid that he took of his friend or something, like walking mm-hmm. around Portland. And yeah, I've I've always thought that kind of thing was boring. And now it's to the point where if I see a record like that, no matter what that record sounds like, now I already have it in my head like, oh, well, that's probably just like slow and boring uh, music. Yeah, there's like a, there's definitely a 100% preconceived notion that I get now when I see that. And I'm not going to try and listen to it unless I'm somehow in out in the music world, he, just hearing tons of great things about it. Or someone personally says to me, oh, this is really good. You know, there's really no motivation for me to to listen to something like that. So what were you about to say about um, we should we shouldn't start with the ones we don't I like? Know. <laughs> yeah, but it's, about some, it's uh, the most fun. It's the most fun one to talk about. That's we talk about that a lot. Um, so we just had to get that out of our system, and then we can move on. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, let's stick with the bad for now. Oh yeah. 
I've been thinking I've been thinking about some other ones I I highly dislike and and there's one that us as us as a a band us as two people maybe us as all of us the world the whole world can unite against a common threat oh what is it and we can all just universally agree that the album mosquito by yeah 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 is the all-time worst album cover ever it's the oh, worst yeah and you know they're not known for like having amazing album covers a lot of them work in their own way um None of them are, you're yeah, never going to. None of gonna, them are like my favorite. No, you're not going to see like Fever to Tell on best album artwork or like It's Blitz, the, the egg is cool, but it's also just, you know. Yeah, the flag for Show Your Bones. Uh, yeah, nothing mm-hmm. ever terribly interesting, but fits the record just fine. But Mosquito, what the fuck? What were they thinking? If, if, hey, okay, if we should set the scene, I guess, <laughs> if you haven't seen it. So what this, I encourage you to Google it. It's hard to describe it in a way that, I don't know if it'll sound worse or better by describing it. Yeah, because it's it's sort of like, it's not hyper-realistic, but mm-hmm. it's this like really high quality, like 3D render art. I don't know the fucking terms, but uh, of a mosquito that is like grabbing a baby, like a naked baby by the foot and... I think the baby is holding on to like a jar of like jam that says like know. mosquito on it. It's just like the ugliest. It's really, yeah. And it's not cool. It's just not cool. And I guess that is appropriate considering that we don't really like that album either. Yeah. No, that's, that's not a great, not a great record. One of the most disappointing, like, lead up to a record yeah. and then hearing the record because it's, yeah. it's one of our favorite bands and I've liked everything they'd done prior and it had been a, a couple years and so we're really excited and then I think that was like the, the first thing we saw and it was mm, just like what? Yeah. yeah and then just reading about the process of making the album it was it was a little sad but the artwork is truly atrocious um there's an this one actually I don't know if you know this one. Here's another bad one, um, garbage. Again, none of their album artwork is like extraordinarily, uh, you know, gorgeous or anything. Um, but the, I don't know the name of the album even. Wasn't it like something about animals or feathers birds, or birds? Something about birds. Yeah. Um. There's it's as much as I love the leopard print thing you know when used appropriately it can be really cool they use the g in garbage a lot for logos and and what have you it's just like the letter g in their font but leopard print but it's like furry it's like the g is furry but again it's similar to the what made me think of it is it's like 3d rendered like the mosquito cover is in a way that it's like almost uncanny valley even though there's not a living being yeah <laughs> on the cover it's really in the bad. background is this weird green yeah oh you have some oh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is one of uh one of the worst um oh it's hard to oh, see no 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 maybe if you uh, put it closer no that's fine okay so uh, i what i've pulled up is a black flag record called what the dot 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 no question mark just what what the, the what the dot 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 um i'm not a black flag fan i sort of feel those those like aggressive punk bands i kind of feel the same way as like the beatles or something it's like well it's not my thing i fully recognize how important and influential they are and how the band a lot of the bands i love probably love them but uh but i'm not a black flag fan but that record is like always cited as like one of the worst. <laughs> it looks like a middle school kid drew it on his desk and like made it into a shitty sticker that he threw on like the back of a stop sign and was like, <laughs> you know what it kind of looks like too is that um, Green Day album that just <gasps> came out. Did we talk about the album already? Maybe we should. No. Oh, we have. Okay, for some reason I thought we referenced it in the last podcast or something. Maybe I don't know. We talk about 
how bad they are now a lot. <laughs> but uh, so what did they like officially censor the album cover or the album name or what is the album called? Is it just called Father of All dot dot dot? Uh, yeah, unclear. I mean, I, think, I guess we don't care enough to like actually confirm or deny. Yeah, I think the album's called Father of All Motherfuckers, which is like a dumb, edgy name. I'm. What's weirdly, the... you would also see that on a middle school desk. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm. What's the the subreddit? I'm fifteen and th- I'm fourteen. I'm and fourteen. This is edgy. And this is edgy. Yeah, uh, but so I think now it's. I think it, it was now officially called like Father of All dot dot dot. Yeah, now, they haven't been too, cool in so long. It's it's just too badass to not be censored. <laughs> like so this, the world just can't handle it. We gotta talk about this cover. It's maybe maybe it. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yes. You get a pass. This one's actually the worst. Congratulations. You've been, You've been knocked off <laughs> promoted number one. to wor- second worst. Yeah, so this record, um, now, I I haven't been a Green Day fan since, uh, like, middle school or something. Yeah, I, you're not even as into, like, American Idiot and stuff. No, I'm I'm a pre-American Idiot yeah, guy. Yeah, you know, you know, it's kind of like if you're, if you're, like, a pre, uh, what's the album with? Weezer album with Beverly Hills on it. <laughs> pre green. Pre wait well, no pre, that's no uh, that's green albums make believe yeah pre make believe or maybe even pre green album. Yeah yeah I'm a, I'm a pre American idiot guy so I haven't been into this band in a very very long time in my life but um holy shit that new record cover is the worst first of all it's all done on top of the American idiot cover. And I don't know why there's this like trend. This has happened. This just happened with Gwen Stefani's new, new video too of like, remember when we were like, when you really liked us, we're just going to rehash that and like slap something else on the front of it. Yeah. Anything, anything these acts can do to like reference like, when uh, reference their peak somehow like make them be like i'm we're still cool because we were cool so like you liked us so you have to still like us or something i don't know what if or that's is it the brain. like a rejection of the american idiot it iconography does have a I unicorn don't... on the th- unicorns yeah. throwing up on the cover so the unicorn is censoring the word motherfuckers mm-hmm. and so it's like this ugly unicorn was plastered on top of it mm-hmm. on top of an already atrocious album art and the the word green the words green day look like they were applied with like icing <laughs> it's so bad yeah should we yeah. get into some good ones let's talk about I, some I'm good ones that is kinda, i mean it's fun it's fun to it's fun to rag on some stuff yeah when they get when when these bands get that far from like what they used to be it's it's so like it's baffling yeah. that's what it is it's but ba- i'm uno dos tray had its own cover art issues <laughs> but <laughs> this was like another level uh okay let's get into some good ones yeah what do you have anything in mind well i you know i was thinking about stuff i liked as a kid and stuff that like intrigued me which is kind of different from I guess is different from being good from the, or like just the best, like just yeah. art standalone. Yeah. And I think that that's a good distinction to make. And also um, probably in this case is the more important aspect. I think so. Yeah. Because when you're a kid and you're checking stuff out, yeah. What's drawing you to it. It could be because it's uh, creepy and disturbing, like an Aphex Twin record, mm-hmm. where it's like you know the cover of like Window Liquor or whatever, where it's like the hot girl, but it's his face, mm-hmm. something like that. Where I'm just like picking move. it up, like what the hell is it? Like I want to hear it. What could be? <laughs> what could this sound like? Yeah. Um, but the first thing that really comes to mind to me um, was I was 14, and it's Surfer Rosa mm-hmm. by Pixies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and you know it's a mostly white cover and then it has a portrait of like a topless woman i don't know who she is or if it's like some model or something but it's the portrait's black and white Mm -hmm. but even more striking is that it's in the you know pixies and surfer rosa are both in this like really elegant fancy cursive Mm -hmm. and and the portrait is very like elegant and high art looking and then you flip it over and 
even like the track listing is all like that and i don't know it almost looks like a like classical record or mm-hmm. something but i had heard some pixies mm-hmm. and knew that this was not the case and for some reason it works so well for me when i pop it in and hear that like like you know hear him yelling and screaming like that and the like insane guitars and stuff mm-hmm. and the sound of that record it's it, one of the best examples for me and and an early example of me latching on to like what do you call it dichotomy or yeah yeah just the clash the mm-hmm. like you know you've undercut this like nasty sounding record with this very elegant artwork yeah and they do that with their lyrics a lot too i think oh totally mm-hmm. yeah yeah and also the delivery of they're all about dichotomy there's pretty especially the backing there can be some it can either be eerie or pretty um and the main vocals it's sometimes delivered very traditionally and then there's this hard like i don't really like most bands that scream you know but there's something like really cool and not off-putting about pixies the way just the aggression that's in it yeah that's an interesting thought that like it's true for me too like i don't I don't really like screaming in music mm-hmm. either, mm-hmm. but then like there are certain bands where I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, Yeah Yeah Yeahs does it really well. Yeah, it'd be like Pixies, some Yeah Yeah Yeahs, and some Pumpkins, mm-hmm. and then like beyond that, I don't really like screaming too much. Um, so I think it's that's the, interesting. I think it's knowing when to do it and keeping the dynamics and and not just you know if you like screamo or whatever that's your thing, but for us. It, I think for both of us in a certain way, it's having the push and pull of it that makes it interesting. And a unique, a unique enough voice, a unique enough voice that when you do open it up to a full on like scream that it is still wholly unique and not just fitting into like a screamy sound that's on trend with like, you know, like when I was in high school and stuff, there was all those like, wah, 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 <laughs> and like, you know, that's a good impression. <laughs> that again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, something like Pixies, just like no one, no one sounds like that. There's a weird elegance to them, which is so, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I would have never really thought of that before. And especially like you look at the band themselves, the way they look like they don't look elegant, but there's some, there's elegance in the songwriting for sure. I'd say that Joey Mm. Santiago Mm -hmm. is actually, um, actually like is, uh, going along with the record cover. Like, uh, he dresses really nice Mm -hmm. and he'll wear like expensive looking, like fancy button ups and like slacks and nice shoes. And he's playing like this very nice, expensive high-end gibson and stuff to make just (laughs) nasty (laughs) feedback you know and there's something that was also drawing me in Mm -hmm. it's just like what why is he dressed like that to do that that doesn't make sense but it just it just works for them i'm thinking we we're probably getting close to i'm can't don't know exactly when we started our runtime is going to get long whatever i'm having fun with it um i do yeah i want to keep going uh i it's funny I mentioned before like the whole idea of just a picture of yourself being your artwork but I do want to talk about St. Vincent um, oh, sure. as far as artwork because she uses the first two albums are they're in a way they're very traditional portraits but there's also something in her her expression in each one that is is very emotive um, it's not your traditional art musical artist portrait and um there's she's also just completely gorgeous on the covers like that doesn't hurt (laughs) yeah actor in particular is Mm -hmm. just the striking you know the way that she looks and and maybe not she's not attractive in, in you know like a traditional especially not a modern way um but she has this this you know this certain beauty about her um and so the first two albums you know it's you see them together and you feel like you know what you're going to expect the next cover is going to be and then um with strange mercy it's also just a very simple cover but it's that white cover with just like her and basically like inhaling white latex into Mm -hmm. her i think it's her 
yeah face i think so on the cover i think that the mass seduction is the only cover without her okay. which everyone thinks that's her but it's not but it's not her butt yeah um and it's like this progression that is so reflective of the change in her music as well which um strange mercy we I've grown to love the first two albums a lot more than I did originally. And I was just considered like Strange Mercy is just her masterpiece. It's like the best. Um, but just the weirdness that she brings into it, into Strange Mercy. Um, this That album cover is so simple, but it really gives you an idea of what's going on. Talk about a progression too. Like. I yeah speaking of Aphex Twin it's like she almost uses her own face mm-hmm. in the same way that like that um what's that guy's fucking name I don't know Richard D James I think um that he uses his face and and for him he he cited it was a way to it was because the trend in electronic music was to be anonymous or have like a mask or like never be shown or you don't know his real name or whatever, you know? And so he's like, Oh, I'll just do the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'll put my face on everything and manipulate it. And it'll always just be my face. And similar with Annie Clark, St. Vincent, you know, you start out with marry me, which is a record. I don't, I don't, I'm not really into, but, uh, um, you know, it's very simple and quaint. Mm-hmm. You move on to actor and it sort of starts to feel like step per, Stepford Wives. Yeah, there's some dark stuff on that album for sure. But and, but you, you don't you get it a little bit from the cover because you've got this photo of her kind of straight on. But no, that's what I that's what I mean. Yeah, is yeah. That the photo itself right. is you're starting to take on some like uncanny valley qualities almost. And then um, by Strange Mercy, she's inhaling white latex, and it's just like kind of dark but beautiful thing. And then by self-titled, mm-hmm. she's like a cult figure, like the head of a cult. Yeah, on the she's cover. sitting on that like throne, and it's very like minimal, but also um, like clinical. And she she's got Looks she like an alien. She had been uh, <laughs> she did an album with David uh, with David Byrne. Yeah, and it obviously really influenced her. And so she yeah she got this like gray curly crazy hair and she really started to go more like avant-garde with her fashion um yeah it's not my favorite album of hers but again it the artwork does signal where she's going yeah i like that it's a i think that was that was a good one to mention because yeah we are saying like yeah don't often like pictures of the band Mm -hmm. or the artists on Mm -hmm. the cover but but when used like that i i do appreciate it because you're you're kind of taking your face and just using it as a a thing that you'll manipulate and Mm -hmm. and change with the records to Mm -hmm. reflect what they sound like instead of just like a pretty picture of you or an old Mm -hmm. picture of you or whatever it's kind of a take on what madonna does oh sure yeah yeah yeah, it's kind of a an abstraction of of a pop artist. Mm-hmm. That that sounds like a Madonna record. New, <laughs> the new record coming out, the abstraction of a pop artist. It really does, or just yeah, maybe like Beyonce or something. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you know, I could get into some of my favorite record uh, uh, album art or album artists. Which is, oh yeah, you know, Stanley Donwood for Radiohead. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I think his artwork's amazing um behind me there is mm-hmm. is some of it that's uh some radiohead artwork from kid a if you're i guess if you're watching on youtube if you're just listening um it's uh the artwork for kid a was very um chaotic and uh showing people frightened and they're these like these scribbly pen sketches but he, he does so many different mediums and so many different mm-hmm. styles. Paintings and like for In Rainbows, I'm sure a lot of you have seen the In Rainbows cover. That's like colored oil dripped into other paint in water and mm-hmm. stuff and then photographed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, any Is Moonshape Pool like that too or? Moonshape Pool is, is oil manipulated in like white paint, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh king of limbs is like layered sketches of uh species that they were like making up Mm -hmm. and you know so what whatever medium that he has to use to reflect 
the art uh, or the the sound of the record he'll he'll do so it's it's never quite the same but mm-hmm. but you can always sort of tell like that that's his art mm-hmm. uh yeah any other like big ones you want to mention pussy's dead is really good oh yeah that's actually one probably a lot of people don't know yeah the um autolux so autolux has this album pussy's dead which is an they're great all around this is such a cool album um and it does kind of what we're doing which is it takes that traditional skull image that you see so much in rock music but it's not a rock album um and the title also sounds pretty like badass rock like pussy's dead um but it's not yeah <laughs> but it still works it's like perfect it's got a it's got a like a rainbow prism coming out sort of dark side of the moon like definitely a pink, pink floyd type of reference it could be the skull has like one gold tooth yeah Mm -hmm. i'm not sure exactly what it means not sure exactly what the name means but then you take in the record and you sort of get um you sort of get what they're going for in an abstract sense but the the record the album cover is just so cool like like our, we went with Ron to go see him and he like he bought the t-shirt because it's just yeah. it's just such a cool image. I really wanted the t-shirt too. I think like maybe we couldn't afford it or they didn't have my size or something where we had to go up to Vancouver and <laughs> like buy food all day and gas and stuff. And we're like, yeah, I can't really shell out for a t-shirt. But um, yeah, they uh, I don't really know. Their other album artwork isn't particularly like artistic like that. I no no yeah future's perfect just has like those weird like uh lights like oh yeah the round balloons yeah. thing and then transit transit um i kind of forget what that artwork is but uh yeah i mean there's other ones that can pop into my we can sort of do like a lightning round to mm-hmm. wrap it up like um one thing that that i think of is like that one blink record i like mm-hmm. from 2003 untitled mm-hmm. it, that weird um smiley face with like the x's for eyes and then there's like another circle around it that these has these arrows and then there's just like two color palettes Mm -hmm. it's very simple yeah it's kind of i think it's what maybe green day was kind of going for (laughs) and they just went like way too far so that was an la like graffiti artists mm-hmm. that they brought on to do and that's like an overdone thing now but at the time i'm sure it was it was pretty interesting yeah yeah it was really fun sounded it very another early example of me like picking up a record and being like interesting and then and feeling like it sound like yeah this is what it sounds like mm-hmm. this is exactly what the record sounds like is this image i would say we've talked about this with music videos so we won't talk too long but gorillas for sure oh yeah obviously yeah that could, yeah we could kind of get into um you know something like gorillas or white stripes where you know the record cover is just one small part of this overall like art statement i would say white stripes is pretty yeah important in that too because they're doing a little more like what we're doing which is that it's all it's just all super connected the performance and the art and the music and everything is so connected to each other yeah we used to do that a we did yeah when we with our other band we used to wear pink and black um not because i mean we knew it wasn't that original but it was like an extra thing to sort of make people remember us and no band like local band level bands were doing anything like that yeah we sort of i we can get into this another time about my battle against the local scene that we were in but at the time i was desperately trying to do the opposite of of the the chill vibe that I was feeling from the music scene and you know it's it was me being like a angry edgy younger person you know the music scene wasn't all bad here but I felt angry at it for whatever reason so I was like oh everyone just wears like you know the same shit they wear to like go out to the brewery that night they they wear that on stage well we're gonna wear only black and pink and i'm gonna paint my guitar black and pink and our pedals are gonna be black and pink and the drums will be black and pink and we'll look like nobody (laughs) else on stage that night it was cool people would comment a lot on your pedal board because you actually painted you actually painted your pedals oh my gosh (laughs) the resale value oh no (laughs) but uh you know we'll get into that another time my um my relationship with with the music scene and 
how I kind of came around and chilled out a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, we were sort of doing that white stripes thing of like, you know, it's not just going to be the album art. It's going to be everything Mm -hmm. and something. Yeah. Like gorillas and white stripes are, you know, I very much appreciate that sort of thing too, where it's like, it takes on a whole other level where it's like, it's one of the main things about the core concept of the band Mm -hmm. even. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's another example of, uh, uh, getting a pass on pictures of them on every cover. Right, because there's more to it than just like, here's a picture of us. Um, and they sort of abstracted themselves. No mm-hmm. one knew, you know, they they did the whole like, you know, we're brother and sister, even though like people knew and like, no, they were married. Yeah. And, but, you know, they were sort of taking on these like, um, uh, what's the word I can never remember? Persona? No, like a... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's say persona. Yeah, they're taking on these like personas and almost like playing these characters. Which we also kind of tried to do early on and be yeah. more, be mysterious, but it doesn't work when no one knows who you are. Already. Yeah, when no one knows or cares, uh, <laughs> taking on a persona doesn't mean anything. Yeah. How long has this episode been going? It's like long. I, I kept checking when we were starting, but we had to restart a couple times. So I don't really know at this point. Well, I guess we'll just end it and take a look probably be an extra long episode because i don't feel like editing it so uh if you made it this far thanks for listening this is you don't care about this band and uh uh i don't know what we'll be talking about next week but we might be doing gig horror stories part part two part two part (laughs) two so uh that'll be another fun one stick around for that um appetite is our new single it's out on all streaming and there's a music video on this youtube channel Please check it out and let us know what you think. Um, got anything else? Is that it? Uh, yeah, we probably shouldn't start talking about anything else. Cause it, I just meant like uh, I know. plugs. Anything else to plug? Not outside of that. I don't... We've got we've got a live video we put out a little bit ago that's cool yeah go watch russell and racket live to see what we sound like these days and uh and that's it thanks a lot i'm joe and i'm stephanie we're separator and we'll see you next week Bye. bye